Hello everyone, this is Trevor with T-Time Reports, and I'm joined here by Logan and Caden, and we're going to be discussing the USFL Championship game and the Season 2 as a whole. Um, for the league, player evaluations, the playoffs, everything, the, from production value of the league to you know marketing, everything. We're going to cover as much as we can in this episode regarding the USFL. We might have a little, another little USFL episode, or we might actually have Brandon do a little YouTube video. Uh, regarding his thoughts on the championship game and his bets. But if you do want to check out our bets, make sure you're following us on uh, Instagram and Twitter at Tea Time Report. Uh, reports, excuse me. Um, but we are, we're going to be discussing real quickly because in the last uh, USFL episode, we couldn't talk about the MVP or Sportsman of the Year because they weren't announced yet. So just, I guess, briefly, but with all respects given, MVP of the USFL was Alex Magoo with a very, very historic season for the league's Great season, guys. What What are your thoughts on Alex McGee's year? I mean, he deserves a shot in the NFL. Oh. I mean, we, we were just saying before we started this that if Taylor Heineke played in the NFL and had success, and if P.J. Walker's in the NFL as a backup, there's no reason why McGee should not be, not at least backup role, you know? Like, yeah. I mean, P.J. Walker beat out Baker Mayfield for the starting position. <laughs> Which is insane to actually think about, that the and head coach said that P.J. Walker deserved it and that Baker was benched that week. And Alex McGee is better than... Than Taylor Heineke was in spring football. Alex Magoo is better than P.J. Walker was in spring football. I think you can make a case that, you know, in the modern era, he probably has had the best quarterback season that we've seen. From a spring football league. From right? a spring football quarterback. And we can say that. Brett Dietz. Uh, shout out to Brett Dietz, AFL legend, but um, this is not AFL. Like, yeah. AFL's kind of arcadey. Yeah. It's more like... They're trying to be the yeah. NFL, you know? Like, yeah. so the standards are a little higher than the AFL, but... Um, definitely shout out to Alex Magoo, Tampa Bay native. Uh, shout out Tampa Bay. Maybe we can get him on the podcast sometime. You don't never know. You know, <laughs> Alex, if you're listening out there, you got some fans down here back in your home area. So you, you know, you give us, fuck a, yeah. you give us a fucking call, sir. You're a goddamn American the way you sling that rock out there, you sir. Tell you drink beer. Oh, he's a bear drinker. You know, he, yeah, he drinks but beer. Light. No, 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 to uh, sportsman of the uh, USFL's second season, uh, Ethan Westbrooks, defensive uh, tackle or I think edge rusher, played in the uh, NFL and the Rams for a long time. Uh, I reckon I, I, I remember his days when he played next to Aaron Donald. He, he was never you know a star player, but he was an above average starter in my opinion in his prime. But now he's just kind of chilling. Um, sportsman of the year isn't about entirely play. Um, this is an award given out to guys that do the most for their community. Kind of like Walter Payton Man of the Year award, basically. Yes, yeah. and uh, he, he pretty much kind of went a little viral for going around to little training fields and little fields in Detroit and giving kids brand new Nikes and shit, just like for free. And I thought that was pretty cool. This man's yeah, made millions, him. and yeah. you know, he's just having fun at this point. He charged him for like 31. <laughs> he charged him for him. Yeah, bro, we totally. Off camera, the camera shuts off and he charged him. <laughs> but definitely shout out to Ethan Westbrooks and Alex Magoo for the two most prestigious awards, uh, well, individual player awards you can get in this league. Um, they they well-deserved. And definitely shout out to all the nominees for the Sportsman Player of the Year. Uh, a lot of really good guys that were uh, on there. But um, moving forward to the actual championship game, which is something that you know just happened on Saturday, this past Saturday. 
Um, and, and for the second season of the USFL to be able to actually finish, I think that's an accomplishment. It is so I just sure. want to shout that out for them being able to conclude a championship game yeah. in year two. Mm-hmm. Not many alternative leagues can say that. Mm-hmm. And we're expecting a nice, strong year three. And expi- excited to see a lot of news out of that you know, league department coming out You know, maybe in the offseason. Mm-hmm. But guys, I know we predicted kind of a different game than this was but overall I thought it was very fun the defense was making a lot of plays on both sides um, but the Maulers just couldn't capitalize on offense even with fantastic field positioning from their defense mm-hmm. a crucial turnover uh, I mean so many chances were given to this offense to score punch one in Jaron Horton the defensive coordinator and the assistant coach of the year put up one hell of a fight doing chess in this game like they just couldn't score that was the, that was the tagline of this mm-hmm. game and there, there was just some moments defensively for the Maulers where Magoo just made such a good throw mm-hmm. that it's just like you don't even expect that to a quarterback in this league to make a throw like that and then just mm-hmm. drops it in between three people and yeah. just. I think that was that was dimes. a big like talk about when he faced the stars as well. That one throw where he's just backing up, throws a yeah. fucking dime off the back foot with two defenders. In Got his a face. first down on like third and fifteen yeah, or whatever it was. Yeah, that was a touchdown. Awesome. Yeah, that that throw is crazy yeah. as well. Um, you don't talk about Trevor, but yeah. I mean, just all all season, you know, we've seen Magoo do this, and when they played earlier, it was twenty to twenty four. You know, it was a tight game. You know, the all the Mallers' offense actually showed up and actually was able to score a touchdown, maybe two, but you know, when your field goal kicker has to be your offense. Not, not enough. It's in the championship game. No, that's mm-hmm. you know, and it's a shame because Caden was even saying, with the chances that the Maulers were given, the Stars would have potentially beat the the Stallions mm-hmm. today. Yeah. Um. And, and there's a, yeah. there's an argument for that. You know, towards the half, it was still tight. It was fourteen yeah. nine. There there was chances that the Maulers didn't capitalize on, but I mean that huge touchdown pass drop mm-hmm. by Ishmael Hyman really changed. Corey Coleman would have caught that. Corey Coleman would have. I hope so. We hope so. He wouldn't have caught it in the NFL. He would have caught it in the USFL. Yeah, yeah, I can say that. I can. I agree with that statement. Not in the NFL, but (laughs) I I do believe that he deserves a shot at the practice squad this year. He does have the speed. He's been there. He could be a reliable rotational slot receiver on a poverty team if needed. And he's he's a return man. He's on the Giants. Why not give him a shot? Maybe punt returning. Like this league, if anything, has shown that you can get good special teams guys out of it. Mm -hmm. I mean, why not? Sure. You know, like. Take a shot. And I do want to see, I, I know this probably is a stretch, but Isaiah Henney was the whole Mahler's offense, yeah, it, besides Chris Blewett, the kicker. Isaiah Henney touched the ball more than anyone other than Troy Williams. I just really was hoping he'd get a ring, you know, because he, he got his fucking teeth knocked out last year, got really? up. I didn't know that. Yeah, got up and got back in the game. Oh. Got fucking haymakered in this game plenty of times. Got Gets back up and go makes another play, even if it's seven yards, tough. three yards. Even he's a small guy. He's, he's tough. He's a small dude. He's only like 185 pounds, bro. And you notice you know? a lot, even with you know the Ishmael Hyman, you know, catching is a big, big issue in this league. Mm-hmm. And he seems like one of the you know handful sure-handed. of guys that yeah. is just so sure-handed. He's one of the guys that you know, very few guys in this league that just catches everything. You can rely on him. You can, happening? you yeah. can. If he's doing a drag route, if he's doing a slant or a little out, like he's gonna catch it for mm-hmm. three, for two. He doesn't really make mistakes. No. You know? And you know what? You'll see him, you know, catch a couple catches for like negative two yards. But like that's just because the offensive scheme. At least he catches yeah. it and doesn't actually make a blunder. I've never seen Isaiah Henney make a blatant error, mm-hmm. like a blatant error on the field. I've never seen that in all of the twenty-four games of USFL. Technically, I've watched. 
and he he's only played in 22 of them because they didn't make the playoffs last year. So I've never seen him make a blatant fuck up. Yeah. Like, and I just got I just wanted to commend him on that for even just being in the championship. But um, obviously the star of the show, Alex Magoo, but the championship MVP of the game, which is also a very very big honor uh, to to show out in the championship game. That that's that's massive, mm. and that was wide receiver for the Birmingham Stallions, Dion Kane. For I, I believe he had four total catches for all, 111 total yards with uh, three touchdowns. That's a hat trick for a receiver. Yeah, that's impressive. You can't sh- you can't shit on that. So what did you guys think about Dion Kane's performance, Logan? You were seeing some of the catches. What were your thoughts on that? I mean, yeah, we just you know that one catch on the sideline on the, on the touchdown. You saw he just kind of like beat his man off the press, really, and. His man kind of stayed with him, but you could tell he wasn't with him the whole time. And he had he had that one catch where he threw the needle, and uh, it was Tazino. Yeah, he was right, caught right in front of him, and just just making plays, you know. And and I, I'm looking at it right now, he's only 26 years old. He's only 26. He's only, okay, yeah. So you know, he maybe get a shot. Yeah, he might hey, have a shot. I thought he was older than Eagles, that. I apologize. Drafted by the uh, drafted by the Colts, I believe. Played for the Eagles, played for Pittsburgh. Yeah. I think he had some time with the Ravens, if I'm not mistaken. I think it was just Colts, Eagles, yeah, and Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Okay. Yeah. But he's he's a good player for them. He's made good plays all year. He had, he's had some fumbles. Um, he's, he's he's a big guy though. He's you know six two, over two hundred pounds. I mean, and you show he you saw that he showed his speed. He does have a route, burst. Good route running, like and even at the start. Of, even at the start of the. I think a team, even like the fucking Giants, could take a look I mean, at some yeah, of these why not? these better <laughs> receivers. Like even your assistant GM was talking about the alternative league, like alter like benefits. But mm. Caden, I wanted to ask you about Deion Kane as well. What were your thoughts on him in general? Even at the start of the year, you know, you saw him get that that big return touchdown. He was kind of the he was the first return touchdown of the year. I remember right. I believe so. I think it was a 95-yard touchdown, mm-hmm. kickoff return touchdown. Yeah, kickoff return touchdown. They made those shirts and you know, had that whole clothing line for him. And I always thought that was cool. And he kind of disappeared halfway through the season. And you know, I'm not, I'm not going to say he was bad. It's because Jay Sternberger exactly. emerged. Jay Sternberger emerged. Dayon Davis, Davion Davis emerged. Yes. And you know CJ Marigold emerged. And that really matter because he showed up when it mattered most. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, exactly. Yeah, what was the amount of boats? He had those three touchdowns and what was it seventy something yards? Uh, one hundred and eleven, oh, I believe. Shit. Four, I it was four like catches yards. for one hundred, four receptions for one hundred eleven yards and three touchdowns. Yeah, I, yeah, I he believe definitely was the deserves total. that MVP. But I mean, I, just overall, he dominated. Especially, the, especially that backfield where mm. a lot of those players were on the All USFL team. Yeah. So they're no slouch. That wasn't a slouch mm. defense. They did what they could though. They really did. They forced that turnover on Magoo. They they made stops here and there. Ruben Foss was making plays. No, Ruben was making plays, bro. He shows that you know maybe he deserves a little call up just for a tryout. Mm-hmm. You know, see, see if he has anything left in the tank. First round pick. You have to. He got that ship sack on Alex Magoo. He MVP. forced and he and he got that massive stop on fourth and one. Yeah, yeah. stonewalled Magoo. I mean, he was <laughs> he, fought, he fucked on Magoo. He was game, consistently bro. a playmaker for the Mahler's defense. They just could not create enough output on offense to be able to keep up with the Stallions, and it was yeah. obviously shown. Um, look at the score. Yeah. I mean, you couldn't score an offensive touchdown. Mm-hmm. Sadly, that you know turnover wasn't a touchdown because all of Sagapolu, shout out to my man, but he you know, handed it off forward, so it just wasn't a touchdown. It would have been if he you know, maybe kept running and just went down with it and they had a different field positioning or something. Or you know, another field goal or something. Yeah, it probably would have been a field goal, bro, but... What were you gonna say, Kid? You think that's Frank Bunda? You think he lets that touchdown happen on TNT? If it's because the Panthers, Tazino's back was completely turned. 
to the quarterback. He wasn't even looking at Magoo. Well, honestly, just based on positioning, you saw how Magoo threaded that in there. Mm. It was in between, like, three zones. You saw three guys, and but it was a bad Frank play Bundo by Zizina. Honestly, I have some questioning is why was a linebacker lined up on yeah. a receiver? And you, no, you saw the play. Like, <laughs> Deion Kane just came across It was a breakdown. It was a breakdown on coverage, though. A corner didn't even come over with Kane, and Tizino yeah. just darted to the back of the end zone off of the snap. Like, he's not moments, even ready for it. Well, the most he's got to call a timeout. I would have. in order. I would have. I mean, if anything, like, maybe Reuben Foster, that was one of his mistakes. He should have been more communication yeah. going on there. But, I mean, there was a lot about this game that it probably did broil down to just coaching. Uh, the the coast the coaching difference. Uh, I'm excited to see if Ray Horton does come back. I think he did turn this club around for He's sure. Got to come back. I yeah. hope he does, bro, with his son at DC. But his his son might get a call up to a college, bro. He's been he's been pretty fucking good. Or maybe he's will be a USFL head coach. He might be, bro. And the USFL the GM for the uh, Stallions. Fun fact about him: he graduated at 16, wow. got his AA at 18, and he's the youngest GM in pro football. He's like 22. Wow. Yeah, and look at his team. It's twenty-one and three in the past two seasons. Even if it's a semi-pro league, that's fucking impressive. The mm-hmm. squad you put together—they started from scratch two years ago. His mm-hmm. name's Zachary Potter. So shout out to him. Come up as a consultant for for NFL franchise. You know, well, even even that—that's a that's a young guy that a club right, in the NFL mind. wants to. You know, exactly. you're gonna want to pillage that. Mold him into something. You know, develop him up up exactly. in house, but have him sit behind. I don't know. Mike Vrabel's or something like that. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, just even if it's you know, even if it's a lesser club, bro. Just, like, still, you want to get more youthful. I mean, like, just the creativity behind some of the younger minds getting yeah. into football now is what you have like on other teams. Sometimes that's an edge, like those Mike dynamic. McDaniel. Yeah, Mike McDaniel. I mean, D'Amico Ryan. Hopefully, will show us what he can do as a head coach. I have a high Neil Collins. Neil Collins with the fucking Tampa Bay fucking Rowdies because he's a dog. <laughs> but I mean, one last question about the championship game. And um, hopefully everyone out there was able to watch it and appreciate, you know, and show some love to these players because they're not just playing, just to play football. They want to be able to inspire people. A lot of these guys want to be able to, you know, be able to be an inspiration to youth and, you know, someone to look up to. But what were your guys' thoughts on the production value of the, of the championship game? I know, Logan, you weren't able to watch the entire game, but they had a really nice concert beforehand with Dylan Scott. I don't really know who that was. <laughs> But um, apparently a bunch of, like, thousands of people showed up. It was actually very nice. The crowd wasn't bad in Canton either. For no home team there, it was not bad, in yeah, my that, opinion. That was funny when, when uh, he came on screen and Brady was like, it's Morgan Wallen. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the views haven't come out yet, have they? No, no, we'll get those views and... Um, 2,000 plus, 2,000 plus, hoping. Hopefully, um, 2,000 plus, I'm hoping for 2 million. Yeah. Um, oh, 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 I'm yeah, sorry, man. Yeah, yeah sorry. Uh, but we'll see for sure, and definitely check out our Twitter at Tea Time Reports for that. But I'm sure the prelim- preliminary ratings will come out tonight, so keep your eye out for that. Yeah, and I, I didn't get to see the whole game like you said, but I saw you know the last couple minutes in the championship ceremony. But you know, I thought the production was pretty good. You know, it seemed like everybody. I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't like mistakes. You know, it seemed formal. It seemed professional. So I mean, I, I like that. It's not like the XFL where they just talk about betting and whatever and I, I don't know but I also I wanted to say something so the score final score was 28-12 right mm. I think in my prediction I said 27-10 I'm pretty sure that's what I said mm. I, I was pretty close You're three points off yeah I was pretty close. close so I mean that's something uh, you know you were you were nearly <laughs> spot on we'll have to go and check hey, the receipts yeah. there. no it was some bullshit the first right as soon as they made that first field goal I was like damn it no 38-7 mm. oh wow. yeah <laughs> no 38-7 
Hey, man, but I think the Maulers will be back. But overall, yeah. like, from kickoff, I was able to watch even the pregame, uh, a little bit of the halftime, and then the endgame ceremony. It's it The endgame ceremony, I fucked with how it was still the same as last year. It was very nice. Very, It was all about the players, what they accomplished this year, the team, the faculty. Everyone was down there. It was chill, kind of a vibe. Everyone was pouring Miller lights mm-hmm. on each other. Um, Just living the moment. Yeah, fuck yeah. Enjoy but, the moment. The, just the animation, the product, the TV production, I think it's gotten miles better from season one. Um, I, I just really appreciate that. I really like how the announcers from season one are back for season two. Um, and, and I, overall, I just thought the championship game looked a lot nicer yeah. than last year. And I think they just got better and better from, from season one. But that's just my initial thoughts. But touching on, I guess, our second big topic of this episode, what are your guys' thoughts on just season two? In general, um, big shockers, big plays. You know, what are your thoughts on some of the awards? Maybe some of the some of your favorite players you noticed. Uh, maybe your favorite team you now like. Anything along those notions? Let this uh, conversation take itself. Always, away. always a big uh, stars guy, and uh, someone who really emerged for me was Dexter Williams. Mm. And uh, you know, seeing him through that second half of the season, you have Matt Colburn in for the majority of the first half, and so our running attack. You know, just just suffer and suffer because our O line was just dog shit. Mm. And you can't have an elusive running back with a dog shit O line. You need someone who's just gonna power through eight defenders. And the only person on our team who could do that was Dexter Williams. So that's why you saw. To me, that's why you saw that little bit of extra production in our running game towards the end of the season. But uh, you know, moving into you know maybe my favorite game of the season was uh, <clears throat> week one against the Showboats when we beat the Showboats that dime from Case Cookies I'll never forget that that was beautiful and uh, so obviously Stars guy for the North mm-hmm. but any team that emerged for you in the South that you, you fucked with the Houston Gamblers definitely Kenji Bahar I love the way he played uh, minus the picks and <laughs> basically everything else but uh, <laughs> uh, focusing more on the bright side of him and what he can actually bring to that young, fast-moving Gamblers team. And they're on the come-up like no other team in the league. Actually, I can't really say that because the, the Mawas made it to the fucking championship. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, honestly, I thought they should have... They, they deserved to be in that playoff game. But uh, I guess uh, towards the end of the season, they kind of just fell off a little bit. They did. Kenji Bar as a whole fell off. Yeah. So, the first four weeks, he was good, man. Shout out to Kenji. I hope he comes back and tries to, you know, refine and develop himself more as a quarterback. Hopefully, yeah. And make a name for himself. Room. Yeah, seriously. They didn't use Terry Wilson correctly. or I, I don't think they utilized him to get his pure talent out. Honestly, if at the point of, like, when he, when Kenji was sucking, I would have just started Terry. They may have yeah. gotten to the playoffs. They may have been able to beat the Breakers. Who knows? But I hope Terry Wilson and Montel Kozar both come back. They have a good team there. I like Mark, Mark Thompson. A guy that probably will get a, a call up as well. He, um, he has burst, power, speed, all, everything you need. Good ball carrying vision. But what's more like impressive to me about him is just his pure power. Mm-hmm. Like he just bodies guys. Like it's hard to bring down. Yeah, he is. But Logan, how about yourself? Like, what were some breakout moments, players, maybe a club that you want to follow next season? Um, so obviously, I didn't watch much of season one. And I think I watched the championship game last year, but you know, I wasn't too invested in it. So, like, I, I was going into this year, I was kind of like a clean slate, so to say. And, you know, I'm, I still don't really, you know, have a favorite team. 
But you know, like I like, I do like the Stallions as a team. Not to be a bandwagon or anything, but they're a team where they care so much about the player next to them. Like they, mm. they play together. Yeah, and that, that's one thing I can appreciate. And my favorite player is easily Alex Magoo. Mm. And I, I just remember um, when he was on the Seahawks. You know, my friend Jerry, shout out Jerry, he's a Seahawks fan. And this is when Russell Wilson was still there, and mad at nineteen, mad at twenty, whatever it was. And, He's talking about Alex Magoo, this fifty overall back of quarterbacks. So, but I remember like last year, even last year, seeing Alex Magoo. I was like, wait, I know who that guy is. Yeah. Like, and That's then goddamn Alex Magoo. Right, and then obviously you know he was behind Jamar last year, behind Jamar beginning of this year. But when Jamar went down, Magoo came in and stole the show. Yeah. And, and I mean, out of everybody in the league, he's the one that stood out to me the most. How can obviously, you know? yeah, I know. But obviously, guys like Braylon Speaks stood out, but you know he's supposed to. He's a former second round pick. He's, Frank Bunda. Sure. <laughs> Ruben Foster, former first round pick. Those, those guys that are supposed to stand out, you know? Corey Coleman. Corey Coleman, yeah. But Alex Magoo was what? Sixth round pick? Seventh. Seventh round pick. A guy who was, you know, forgot about, who not, not really known. Like, if you're, not, if you're not a big football guy. You don't know, you didn't know who Alex Magoo was. Now you do. Now you do, yeah. But um, he's a guy that's definitely emerged and, you know, I think has definitely earned a shot in, in the NFL, at least as a backup. For now, you know, maybe he starts for the Bucks or something. I want him to go to the Bucks. Like, <laughs> He's, I, you know, I really Tampa native, yeah. but and um, low key, he could probably put up a QB battle against Trask yeah, and, and probably like, if if PJ Walker could do it, he why why not Alex Magoo? Um, but I mean, uh, you know, I never really got into these spring leagues like the XFL when it was around for its iteration with PJ Walker. Was, I didn't really care. Yeah, you know? I didn't really care. Yeah. Um, even the XFL this year, like, I didn't really care. But the USFL, it's it's it's, it's professional. Like I was saying before, it really is professional. It's not about the money. It's not about you know the betting. It's about the players and it's about the fans. It is. And it's and, no Cashman Field. Yes. <laughs> and it's just like the uh, people leading it, like they, they care about the product. They really do. And, and you know, I know there's been some questions about season three. I know they're having a little bit, little bit, little bit more of like. Hub cities and stuff like that. I see on Twitter the other day. Yes, yes. Which we can get into. Yeah, we'll get into that in a little bit. But um, you know, I, I am excited. Um, you know, it's it's just more opportunity for players to emerge. You know? Yes. And we see guys like Cavante Turpin, who's an All Pro uh, kick returner. Maurice Alexander, who's getting re-signed by the Lions. Nice. I mean, there's plenty of guys like that. And, and Magoo, who's going to be. He's there's no way he doesn't get signed. Just, uh, maybe Bruden speaks as another shot. Maybe Bruden fought. Like, I don't know. We'll see. But you know, I just I appreciate what what they're doing. I appreciate the the trajectory of this league, and like you were saying about like the little graphics, like you know when you're watching you know Fox on NFL Sunday, and and, and Jamar Chase with a touchdown. You know he has a little anime graphic. They, yeah. they have those for the USFL, which you know? is cool. Right. It's, it's it's the little things like that. You know, because they don't have to do that. No. They absolutely do not have to do that. You know. But it's um, a lot of money. I'm right. sure. Yeah. I mean. Um, but you know, I, I do like where this league is going, and I think it is in good hands. Um, but we'll see how the Stallions do next year. I don't know if Magoo's gonna be there. Yeah. Well, Jamar. Jamar will be back. Jamar is gonna come back with a fucking vengeance, yeah. bro. But so I have to. The the cool thing that you know you were talking about was there are question marks about the Hub Cities going into season three. Canton was confirmed for season three. Ford Field's confirmed for season three. Memphis and Stallions of the Protective Stadium in Birmingham all confirmed. Already selling tickets. What about a Tampa team? Is that um, no expansion until eight teams, right? No expansion until all these eight teams are in their home markets. I'm getting rumors about Houston being in Houston, sharing it with uh, New Orleans. Getting rumors that New Jersey is probably going to be in New Jersey. Good. 
Philly and Pittsburgh might be sharing Canton, and one of those two teams might be rebranded as the Ohio Aviators. Mm-hmm. Another thing that I've been hearing rumors about is Daryl Johnson's been apparently talking with NFL executives about NFL borrowing a player system. I did see that, yeah. So if that is the case, this would not only revolutionize, in my personal opinion, development for football. You mean like a minor league system? No, I'm talking about loans, bro. I'm talking about loans. Like, they're going to loan you the fifth linebacker on the roster so he can get playing time. He's a, you know, 22-year-old guy. Why not? Some more PT. Why not? Your seventh-round draft picks can go in the USFL for a season. Or your undrafted rookie or yeah. whatever. Yeah. I mean, it, like, it, there's so much potential there, and mm. it can go only more and more in depth. But what I think will actually happen, and I didn't think this would happen, if it really comes to it, I do predict a hostile takeover uh, from the USFL to the XFL. I hope so. Like, a, like they're going to buy the league, buy all the teams. Hostile buy the, takeover? Yes, like they're going to buy the... They're going to march into their, <laughs> their, their headquarters. Yeah, and Totally. No, but like I, gunpoint. Yeah, I think no, but when you break it down, bro, like they're making so much more money than the XFL. They're already $60 million in the hole. They're firing so many people. Dwayne no the Cock Johnson is not doing it. <laughs> no, no, no one knows what's going on with the Vegas team. They fired their entire sales department, and Rod Woodson left. So I, I don't I don't know what's going on with that, but I, I believe the USFL has an edge here going into season so, three. XFL is owned by Disney, right? Disney, ESPN. And now ESPN's firing everybody too, so yeah. something's going on there. No, there is something going on with ESPN. There might be a massive hole of money that's just been lost, which makes sense why they're firing firing lesser everybody. reporters they're like Matt Hasselback. But when you break down their salaries, bro, I guarantee you it's going to probably equate to something around $60 million, like all the people they've fired. So there's something to look out for. They're definitely... Redbird Capital is the main investor in the XFL and ESPN, and they're definitely not... not Probably not liking this. Um, Trevor, I did see something about Fox potentially pulling out of the USFL, though. What's going on with that? Fox? I didn't see anything about that yet. I, it was just a rumor. I didn't see anything confirmed, but it was like a, a what-if scenario. If 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 they do pull out of Fox, if Fox does pull out of the USFL, USFL might be fucked. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's Fo- this is Fox's league. I don't. The, mm-hmm. the reason I don't see them pulling out of it is because they're the founder. Yeah. Like they they went through all the trouble to purchase all the original names, the team logos, yeah. the patents. They went through a lot of legal trouble for about five years just to get this thing going, and they made good money on it. First season, I think they made a profit of close to thirty million total. Mm-hmm. They're projected wow. to make over forty million this year on ad revenue alone. And usually, uh, like when a business starts, like we see the XFL lost sixty million dollars. Usually, when a business starts, just they the made method money. of business. Well, no, usually like the first year they lose money. Yeah. But that, like you said, the USFL made money in that first year. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's And they're making more money right. now because of ad revenue. Like you see all the ads on there, Uber mm-hmm. One, Progressive, Rocket Mortgage. You can see NFL ads for the USFL or USFL ads on the NFL games. So say. During the draft, there was tons of them, bro. The like, Super Bowl even, yeah. the Super Bowl commercial. And it's, I, I just, if that is a scenario that does happen... Like, just based on the success that it's also had on NBC, mm-hmm. I could see that being a scenario where NBC could maybe purchase the USFL. Yeah, I did see... So, NBC is with the XFL, right? No. NB, no. Well, I think they might market, but, like, the only game... The bad thing about the XFL this past season was it was only on, like, ESPN2, or you had to stream. It was terrible. So, what I'm hoping is that if they some someday they, did, they do merge, then the USFL would be a more and more... Uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Stations, I guess you could say. More well, it's already on better networks. networks the the, yeah. the bad thing about this season 
was the fact that the USA games were, were struggling. Mm-hmm. And USA is owned by NBC. So NBC and Fox have a contract or a deal where they split each... They split two games. They both have two games to, to network uh-huh. every weekend. And NBC got the championship game because it did great numbers all year. Uh, NBC was the best network for sure, but Fox is consistent as well. But just something to think about. Peacock's kind of, their views are always lower, right? Well, Peacock is a streaming service. They don't normally release those numbers ever. Like streaming platforms, um, you, you never get those numbers, which is why the XFL... You don't know how bad the numbers are because a lot of it was on fucking you know ESPN Plus or yeah. ESPN Two. The networks so they were marketing live cable, they had no coverage, bro. They had like really? one to two channels, ESPN Two or fucking ESPN One, like these back channels, like the, like those are equivalent to FS One. Mm-hmm. They were averaging like four hundred twenty thousand viewers a fucking game sometimes. Mm. The the plus was that they had great live audience. Mm-hmm. But that's not going to sustain you. They lost $60 million. They lost $60 million. No one's going to want to buy ad revenue time, buy marketing time on ESPN2. If they can take advantage of both aspects like the USFL did in this, you know, this last, you know, all their playoff games. And, uh, like, the USFL, I, I imagine this playoff's going to be great for them money-wise. And if the XFL or USFL, the first one to harness the power of the crowd and the power of the TV... That's the team. That's, that's why I'm trusting this hub system. I'm trusting this build-up. It's yeah. going to be a slow one. And people are going to be impatient. People are going to hate. People are going to be upset. But they had a good crowd in Canton. There's not even a fucking team for Canton. Mm-hmm. Like this, Protective Stadium was fucking packed in that, cha- in that uh, Southern Derby game. The Southern Championship. I'm saying that it's growing. And you, Season 3, when we hopefully get at least two to three teams move into their markets... We'll see this league grow even more. And I, I saw uh, Alex Magoo's Instagram account, thousand followers since last night. Wow! I, I saw really? their their Instagram account for the team, four thousand followers since last night. Nice. The Maulers, they've gained like eight k since joining the playoffs. So like it's just one of those things where um, it, it will grow. It's just they are doing the slow method. They're building As it they up should. slowly. As they should. They want to build the foundation properly. They want it to last. You they know? do. It's not. It's not for short-term success. It's for long-term success. And, and I think I think real football fans will see that and, and appreciate it. You know, I appreciate it for and sure. Because I, I I like again. Go see what AJ McCarron is again. You know, if you want, go watch Kalen Balage. Mm-hmm. You know, AJ McCarron. He went out against a bunch of guys that were going to be balled out. Like, what, what did you expect? You know. <laughs> I mean, I, I I don't know, bro. And the uniform differences are just crucial to me. Like, I don't know why, but the XFL uniforms are just so fucking goofy. And I do like the USFL uniforms. I really do. They're they're not bad. No. There's a couple, you know, ones you know, ah, you wish they went a little different direction. Yeah. But overall, like they grow on you over time. Yeah, they seem sure. professional. Yeah, you know? it's crazy that it's already over. Like I, I, I feel like I feel like we're just talking about the, the Mauler's new rebranding. Yeah. I know, right? Isn't that crazy? Uh, now we got NFL. Now we're gonna be pumping out weeks. tons of NFL content, and as well as hopefully getting out some NBA stuff very shortly. But another thing that I kind of wanted to ask you guys before, like right after I just go over some of the players I wanted to shout out, mm-hmm. um, is just maybe some maybe top three players that like I, I know obviously the main ones leave out Alex Magoo because yeah, he's, he's he's everyone's one. favorite. Yeah. Um, but just guys that you know maybe you know you just. 
Top so, three, came top, across. You know? Top three best, you think? Or, or favorite? No, no, favorite. Okay. And then you can do the best as well okay. if you like. We okay. could do that too. Okay. But, um, I just want to briefly just do a little shout-out list here. Shout-out to Mark Gilbert, cornerback for the Maulers. Just a dog. Shout-out to Reuben Foster. Shout-out to Frank Ginda. Shout-out to Chris Orr. Shout-out to Paris Ford. Shout-out to Boogie Roberts. Shout-out to uh, Garrett Marino. Shout-out to Breland Speaks. Shout-out to Colt uh, Hikatini. Shout-out to all these guys. Nice I already said him. <laughs> Shout-out to um, uh, Cole Kelly for giving me some fun football to watch. I don't care about that, you know if he lost or if he throws bad picks. Won five games in a row. You know, he went on a five-game win streak with the fucking Sputter streak. when it mattered most. But. Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, but shout-out to Cole Kelly, just dog. Oh, and shout-out to Vinny fucking Papali, you know? Special teams, all USFL selection. I think you missed that one. Who? Keith Scottis. Obviously, I'm getting into Case Cookies. I got I got to shout out Case Cookies. I wanted to give him a little rejuvenation <laughs> for season three, but I guess we'll skip to that right now. Case fucking Cookies, if you're out there listening <laughs> to this, now, you know I want you to know. Season three, I want you to be fucking nine and one. MVP. MVP. Better season than Magoo. Better That's season it. than Magoo hey, if he comes back. This is Caden speaking. Magoo's a bitch compared to. <gasps> What if they have a beer? To, what if they're having a beer together right now, bro? Don't be they like might that. Be. They, they might be. Like the chef Cookus might be cooking up something for Mick Mick MVP. Cooking it with Case, you know, cooking it up with Case. McGoat. But no, for real though. Like just shout out to. There's so many other guys, and shout out to Levante Taylor on the Panthers. Lockdown corner all year. No touchdowns allowed on him. U.S. NFL. Give him a look. Give him a fucking look. Seriously, that guy's a dog. Um, and just so many other guys. Garrett Groshek. Love him, bro. I love Garrett Groshek. I hope he comes back for season three. You know what? I know he will. <laughs> Shout out uh, uh, the Stars left tackle for week one. Through, oh, uh, oh, John uh, Dyson. John no, Dyson. No, no, no. no, no. Delete that part. Shout out John Dyson <laughs> for, for, for giving me some, some uh, humor. You know, yeah, it was fun to watch. That was not good. For, that was not comical for me. <laughs> No, he was a Stars fan, dear God. Now he's on, what team is he on? He's a, he was on the Maulers. He's on the Maulers? Yeah. Shout out, John. Hey, John Dyson, he's the reason they made it to the championship game. <laughs> I, it, you know, we're going to leave that there. And we're <laughs> not gonna I saw that. that he was one of the reasons why they lost multiple games. Oh, 100%. And that was Actually, dude, they well. let up four sacks on Troy Williams in the championship game. What, what are you doing? That's not a, that's not a championship offense. John <laughs> Dyson. And, and John Dyson was a part of it. But that's shout out to Terry Poole. Shout out to um, uh, Toby Johnson, Isaiah Zuber, Isaiah Henney. Troy Williams. Troy fucking Williams. You're a dog, bro. Come out to Troy. Come back, Troy. Come back for season three. You can refine your craft. You can lead this team back to the fucking championship game and win. I think he'll be back. And and win. I think he will be too. You can win, Troy. You can do this. You can get better. You just got to get, you got to work on your arm strength and you just got to work on your accuracy. Those are things that you can improve on in the gym and as well as in the film room. So get on that. I'm, I'm one of your fans, bro. But moving to that question. Caden, if you wanted to go ahead and start with the top three of your favorites and then maybe top three best performances you saw besides Alex Magoo. He's obviously number one. He's clear-cut number one. Just yeah. I'll start off with you know one, two, three of my favorite. I think you know who my favorite is going to be. It's Casey Lucas. Come on now. He's a fucking goat. He did... Lead in all yard, all-purpose yards and quarterbacks this mm-hmm. year. So, still the goat uh, would have won that championship. He's better than uh, Magoo. <laughs> uh, put him on that Stallions team and they're undefeated. 
<laughs> bro, you said that with such fucking confidence, bro. Like, <laughs> but uh, number two, oh, that's gotta be Frank Inda, bro. Yeah. He, he 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 made so much so much comedy for me. Just watching him be the absolute goat on defense. Defensive was, player of the island. year. He was an island in the center. Defensive he was a player fast of the ass year. island as well. He is fast. He was a deep boy. And then uh, number three, I w- honestly, if you asked me this question at the start of the year, I would put Stribling here, but he was kind of invisible this season. <laughs> well, he missed four games okay. at the end of the season. He was locked down. Yeah. And I, locked down. I'm going to go uh, Cole Kelly, though, because you know, I was calling for him to start all fucking year. He starts, wins five games in a row. Like, come on. he's And he's like, what, how tall is he? He's six seven. Give him six the Give He's him a huge ring. fucking guy, bro. He's huge. And he bro. ran. He, dude, he like you just run for ten yards, fall for ten yards. No, yeah, you fall, you stumble. He, he reminded me of Big Ben's old running highlights. Watch Ooh. those. Look those up. And then watch Cole Kelly and tell me it's not exactly. like literally a copy and paste. <laughs> but best players, top maybe three better. Best, <laughs> top three best players. <laughs> Do I include Magoo on the best players list? Uh, no, I, like I said, exclude Magoo okay. from this conversation because we know that he's the MVP. So like that, you know, that's just straight up just unfair. Like I want to include more names, give more praise to different guys. That's Frank why I'm Kinder. asking. Frank Kinder, number one. Okay. Number two, Case Cookies, and uh, number three, Mark Thompson. Definitely Mark Thompson. He he was a dog. Definitely shout out to Mark Thompson and Eric Dillon, uh, but Mark Thompson. Uh, if you want to talk about him for a second, Caden, please like he, do. He was in that MVP race against Magoo, and then when they had to face off, he kind of sputtered out. And I think that's the main reason why he didn't get that MVP trophy. And you saw Magoo take over in that last bit of the last bit of the season. And Magoo and you know Thompson was on such a hot streak. As Offensive well. Player of the Year, still. How, how, what was his yard average per game? Uh, I think it was like I'm not sure. Um, it was definitely he, good. I remember at one I think point he was actually seven, seven yards per carry. Remember last year he had like a hundred yards per yeah, game. for the first like five games he was averaging a hundred. Uh, like he's been consistently yards. good for two seasons and nobody's been talking about him until the end of last year. Yes, and he's dude. He had like fucking fourteen touchdowns in eight games. Mm. Like that's insane. Mm. Like that's that's, ins- that's Mark Touchdown Thompson. Bro. Like that is Mark Touchdown. That's why he's my number three. Like, the offensive Travis. player of the year. Um, I'll go real quick here. My my three favorite players. This is gonna be so hard because uh, I love all That's these guys, said. man. You know, it, uh, you know, it's these guys all deserve equal praise because a lot of these dudes balled out and and showed a lot of uh, veracity and uh, a lot of good football IQ, especially at this level. But my favorite player. Oh gosh. I would probably go with Troy Williams this year. Uh, I, 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 he was just poised. He led this team to the championship. And they shouldn't have been there. Um, they shouldn't have been there, but with a three-game win streak mm-hmm. in, the, in the end of the year, uh, it was what was able to lead them he there. He what they needed. He needed. They just needed a for guy what, that... For what they had, he was what they needed. Yeah, I agree. He, he, he didn't... He was never asked to do much, but he made big plays... He he never he never really backed down and he was not the reason why they lost the championship game. I just think offensive play calling and just the fact they didn't have a good rush attack and was drops and drop big drops down. big drops for sure. But my second favorite player would probably have to be um, I'd probably go Isaiah Henney and I'm two Pittsburgh guys and no offense to any other player for real, 
And then my third favorite player is still Darius Victor because he's just a dog. And, and shout out to Mark Thompson and those other running backs and stuff. But um, those are my top three favorite. And then the best performances I saw, obviously the defensive player of the year, Frank Ginda. Uh, obviously the offensive player of the year, Mark Thompson. And then probably special teams player of the year, Derek Dillon. I mean, he had a 110-yard uh, missed field goal return touchdown. It's a record in the USFL. He was a dog. He, he was always playmaking and just a really good special teams player. Deserves a shot in the NFL. If you're if you're looking for anything remotely close to Kevontae Turpin on special teams out of the USFL this year, this was the guy. Mm-hmm. So shout out to Derek Dillon. But uh, Logan, how about yourself? Right, I'll start off with my three favorites. Number one, Kyle Aletta. Uh, you yeah. can't be serious. We saw, we saw a very small glimpse of him. I like it. I like it. But former Giant came in, balled out, and then shit the bed the next week. Didn't he tear someone's ACL? Oh, yeah. I guess the Lions is, is a, I think, a preseason rookie debut or something. Shook your guy so hard, he tore his, tore his ACL. The other guy did. But, <laughs> yeah, like, we, so we saw him for a very, very brief moment yeah. in this league. But uh, former Dave Gettleman draft pick. Former wonderful Dave Gettleman draft pick. So He did make yeah. some good plays, did, some good throws. Yeah. What um, round was he drafted in? Fourth. Oh, my God. <laughs> Wow. He got cut after three weeks on the team, bro. What? Kyle Aletta. Yes. He got cut after three weeks of being on the Generals. On the Generals, bro. Shout out Dave Gettleman. Giants. But it was pretty much after an an atrocious interception (laughs) to a defensive end. But, um, sorry to interrupt you, but yeah, yeah, Kyle Aletta. He was making good throws. I hope to see him back in the league next year. (laughs) And then number two, John Dyson. It's got to be. Oh, you're just John making Dyson. your... F- oh, no, no, no. Like, seriously, seriously. Like, I like these guys. Seriously. Like, <laughs> oh, my yeah. God, bro. John Dyson. That's my that's, name. That's left my name tackle, out, left guard. Like, seriously. Like, it was fun watching them. He's you know? Donovan he, Smith. Gave me some humor. Uh, okay, I mean... <laughs> I guess, yeah. Number he's, three, Don, number he's Donovan three, Smith. Bro. Number three is a more uh, understandable woman. It's Troy Williams, for every reason you said. Just, I, I don't know. Something about him. Yeah, he's a dog, bro. Yeah. He tried to lead his team to victory, man. He's a dog. Just wouldn't get... Just didn't get it done, but just that drop... That drop changed everything, bro. They would have led. They would have been up ten mm-hmm. to seven. You know, would have potentially gone yeah. a different way. But yeah, so Kyle Aletta, John Dyson, Troy Williams, and then for like best players, I, I kind of just want to shout out a couple guys. Obviously, Mark Thompson. You already talked about him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Breland Speaks. We haven't really talked about that much, but you know, former second round pick. He came yeah. came out came out hot. Yeah. And he kind of cooled off towards the end of the year, but you know, he's a big guy. Probably yeah. kind of injury or something. Everybody's kind of hurt at that point, but. You know, you still see there's some talent there. I don't know if he's NFL caliber anymore, but I think he's good for this league, though. I definitely Former think he's good for this league. Yeah, for the Chiefs. Um, and then Frank Ginda, for every reason we already said, just a dog. 104 Frank tackles in, in 10 games. Frank Bunda. <laughs> okay. Um, and then a the guy that we haven't talked about yet this this episode, McLeod Butler Thompson. Yeah, no, Shout he slept on. Yeah. Um, didn't, didn't perform... In that no. playoff game, mm. or towards the end of the season, but like, he, he, did, he did play some so good football long. though. You know, he didn't make many mistakes. Mm. You know, he's just he's a, the baseline guy. He's a guy. He, he's like the Kirk Cousins of the league. Yeah, no, I he, can see that. Yeah. People are saying that might be his last ever pro. Might pro be. He's an older guy, but you know, if he's back, and he's, he's back. one of the greatest. Mm-hmm. He's one of the greatest ever spring quarterbacks, and we just we might have witnessed his last game. Yeah, ever. Uh, and he didn't he didn't go out without a fight, bro. I yeah. mean, Johnny Dixon, Jonathan Adams, Sage Surratt, guys that are underrated, and he had weapons. They just 
the Stallions were just meant to win back to back. They were meant to make make yeah. a dynasty. And they were going to. Yeah. It's it sucks for him, but he did put on a good season for us, and we did but see good numbers from him. If Magoo stays in spring football, he will be the greatest ever, bro. He'll, he'll be the greatest spring football. He has two rings. He has two rings, though. Another guy I want to shout out was on the same team as McLeod. It's West Hills. You know, he came in and had some good performances. Yeah, had like thirty carries, like for two hundred yards, and like what? How many touchdowns that one game? I don't know who's that against. I think that was the Memphis Showboats. I believe. I don't know if it was the Showboats or the Generals. I feel like it was one of the two. I think it was maybe the Generals actually, but it was like in the first four weeks yeah. he was going off, bro. Was, yeah, I mean he was going insane. The run game was good, and like McLeod wasn't making that many mistakes. It was. Some efficiency, some <clears throat> excuse me, some efficiency probably, like, and then and then it came into efficiency issues towards the end of the year mm. when they kind of got figured out, I'd say. Um, but another guy I want to shout out is a guy we haven't mentioned is Reggie Corbin. Mm. Also a good guy. Like, Love Reggie. At the time when he was on the phone, he was like, "Give me the ball and let me kill yeah. him." It's a shame. It's a shame that the you know the season didn't go as planned, and you know they were what nine and one last year. No, they were three and seven last year. Oh, I, th- I thought they were. Generals, no? Reggie Corbin's on the Panthers. Panthers, yeah, yeah, that's right. Running back for the Panthers. Yeah. Oh, Darius Victor. That's what, I was, oh, that's, that's what I was thinking of. I was thinking of both of them. Darius Victor as well. Yeah, Reggie Corbin and Darius Victor. Yeah, shout out both of those guys. Mm. You know? Very Darius, fun playmakers. Darius Thick Thighs Victor. What's his name? Darius Big Booty Victor. <laughs> I mean, Thick Thighs save lives. Save lives. Save lives. He's a fucking goat, bro. I love Darius Victor. Just the only downfall of the season, the reason why he was... Probably not even in the talks of offensive player of the years because of those fumbles. He lost them so many games because of those fumbles. <laughs> he he lost them. He single-handedly lost them that game against against Philly. Three fumbles. fumbles. Three yeah. fumbles. But I mean, he didn't have. I, I remember he didn't have that bad of a game statistically, except for the fumbles. Like, but three fucking fumbles. Come yeah. on. <laughs> no, but he, he, when you take that away, uh, he is a fun player to watch, yeah, and he he's is, really yeah. good for the Generals. They just need. A better offensive line and just probably a better pass rush. I mean, I don't know what happened this year for them. They were nine and one, now three and seven. <sighs> they need, so they need an actual quarterback, like a guy that they actually play all every game. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, that, that's that's what the main issue was. They they just couldn't decide who they wanted to start. I, I don't know why they never gave Pruk up a chance. I thought when he when he came in, he was always solid. Yeah, he, but they never gave him the reins. No, no, he never. He he got one start. And they blundered there against the Stallions, but what every team did. I wish they did give him another start after that, but instead they go and pick up Laletta. That turns into yeah, that. Something, but like. <laughs> he didn't like who, who was after him? Prue Cup again. Um, and then. Pru- that, a, a, a game or something. It was like, game or something. I think it was like a half. A half, yeah. yeah. Like, give the guy a chance. You know, and it's just a shame because when DeAndre's in full time, he's not bad, no. but it's just. He 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 isn't, and shout out to DeAndre Johnson for sure. But like, he doesn't make the best throws, you know, and that's where he lacks his ability, in my opinion. But overall, you know, me personally, I gave the first season, I, my first official rating would be like a probably a seven and a half, maybe eight out of ten. But this, I'm gonna give this season a nine out of ten. Just production value, you know, performance got better, player performance got better. Coaching and club, every team got better except one. Mm-hmm. One got worse. Um, but I mean, I just think overall the league in itself got better. What do you, What do you guys think about that question? I agree. I'll put in the eight to nine range because you know there still is room to improve. You know, it's, yes. it's not a perfect product yet. But the NFL wasn't perfect. No, 
So no. I don't think it ever will be perfect. It probably won't be. Not to everyone, no. Right. Exactly. So I mean, I mean, there, there is definitely is still room to improve. So you can't give it a ten out of ten. But yeah, I think it's it was definitely fun to watch. It was, yeah. You know, it was like Saturday Sunday night. You know, I mean, obviously NBA was on at that time as well. But if you want to watch some football, or your, your favorite hockey game or NBA game isn't on, you know, throw a USFL game. You know. Yeah. So yeah, I'll put it in that range of eight to nine. Still room to improve, but you know, it's def- definitely still fun to watch. I agree. How about I'll, yourself, kid? I'm gonna put it at the eight because uh, I was expecting, you know, like larger crowds this, this mm-hmm. year. I was expecting, you know, but maybe a little bit better caching. But it was all in all, like it was actually like a very fun, very <coughs> excuse me, a very fun year. And uh, you know, the stars they did not disappoint either. I love watching them. It was just uh, another year for Casey Cook and Spawn out, and. Uh, it's just stay in the eight to nine range. Mm-hmm. It's like Logan. So, um, any, anything else you guys wanted to touch up on on the championship game, players, anything like Something that? Else. Well, perfect time to wrap this up here. But um, just wanted to shout out everyone that's listening in now. Thank you guys for your support. We really appreciate it. Make sure you're following us on uh, Instagram and Twitter at Tea Time Reports. If you guys want to stay in tune with USFL news. Sports news in general, tons of other stuff on there, so make sure to check it out. And uh, Caden and uh, Logan, thank you guys very much for this discussion. And I'll probably be doing another USFL episode with Brandon later this this week or something, talking about stats, so he can also give his opinion on the championship game and stuff like that. It's just timing is always a concern when trying to get everyone together and stuff yeah. like that. So, again, shout-out to the boys, shout-out to Brandon. Thank you guys for this, and thank you everyone out there hey, for listening. And I'm looking on the computer screen right now. And I see hashtag Vamos Orlando. <laughs> Vamos uh, Orlando. But uh, somos Raudis. Somos Raudis. Vamos Orlando.